2: WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL,
3: HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Revolution will be broadcast. Yes. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, Rich Zioli.
0: Attorney General ran on a promise, a promise to keep her eyes on Trump if she wins. Well, she's keeping her eyes on Trump, that's for sure. And yet another political crusade that is just helping him in the polls. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today, 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. This is from the New York Post back in 2018. Here's the headline. Letitia James vows to keep an eye on Trump if she wins Attorney General's seat. This is our fourth and final hour, of course, on the show as we get through Monday. New York public advocate Letitia James vowed on Sunday to keep a watchful eye on President Trump if she becomes the state's next Attorney General. Quote, we need to make sure the president is not enriching himself while in office. We need to make sure we're regulating foreign interests and foreign businesses. That's odd because nothing that the state of New York is charged him with has anything to do with foreign interests and foreign businesses. Joe Biden, on the other hand, has his hands all over foreign interests and foreign businesses. But if you try to discuss that, J- Representative Jamie Raskin will yell at you or, or Jamal Bowman will pull the fire alarm. But in this case, the Attorney General of New York, Letitia James, vowed to keep an eye on him because somebody, even though the, the New York State Attorney General has no constitutional authority to keep an eye on the President of the United States... That's what Congress has a job to do. Congress has that job. The, the, the attorney general of a state does not have any authority to keep an eye on the president of the United States of America. Literally, there's nothing in the Constitution that says Congress will have the impeachment power. Oh, and also the attorney general for the state of New York. But think about that quote. We need to make sure the president is not enriching himself while well in office. We need to make sure we're regulating foreign interests and foreign businesses. And they love regulation. But in all the charges that Trump is in court for today about inflating his businesses in New York, which, by the way, you know what something's worth? It's worth what someone will pay for it. That's the truth about real estate. It's worth whatever someone will pay for it. There was a story recently of a house in New Jersey that went for $90,000 over asking price after a huge bidding war. Is it worth $90,000 over the half a million dollar asking price? Yes, you know how I know? Someone was willing to pay for it. Someone was willing to buy it. But again, the left doesn't believe that you should own anything. The left doesn't believe in private property rights. So they believe all property should be regulated by the state. The, the value of property should be determined by the state. The collective, not individuals, not private property owners, not interested buyers, not banks, not insurers, not the people that have a financial stake in it. No, 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 the government should decide these things let's understand at the very very heart of this fraud conspiracy case is that question if i want to if i want to pay a billion dollars for mar-a-lago it's worth a billion dollars if nobody wants to pay more than 18 million then it's only worth 18 million we know this because that's how the free market works and banks which have to give things called mortgages out or HELOCs or other sort of loans they will also make a determination themselves they might appraise a property and think the property is, is worth a whole lot more than the, the mortgage. They may appraise it and say it's not worth enough. In fact, nowadays, a lot of homeowners, for example, are putting clauses in their contracts that that if the house does not appraise, you have to cover the gap. It's known as an appraisal gap. So say, for example, you know, I'm, I, I sell a home for half a million dollars. The appraiser comes in and says only worth $400,000. Well, the buyer then has to cover that extra hundred thousand. If the mortgage they can get is only up to four hundred or whatever it is, then they're on the hook for the other hundred. But that's because sometimes appraisals don't keep up with the market. Banks use complicated processes. They use they use comps, as they're known, comps of other properties that have sold in the area. But a lot of times the comps are misleading because there's not enough houses selling in an area. Think about it. We, we talk about this a lot on the show, right? In Biden's economy right now, there is a a, a desert of Middle class housing, so first time home buyers are getting completely shut out of the market. They try to buy a home and they can't find one. So a home goes up in the market. It's a middle class price home, which nowadays is anything from four hundred thousand to eight hundred thousand, which is crazy. I know to think of middle class that way, but that's because there's nothing on the market. So somebody lists a home that they might have bought a few years ago for three hundred grand. Now they're selling it for eight hundred grand, but they get fifteen offers. Because people know that that's the only house in the market and they want it, so they they want to get out of wherever they are. They need to. They're getting a job. They want to get out of Philadelphia. They're tired of the the rioting, the looting. Appraiser comes in and says, "Ah, based on the comps in the area, it's only worth $500,000. Based on what? Well, that house sold a year ago for that. That house sold a year ago for that. Yeah, but nothing sold because there's nothing on the market. So it's not fair for you to use that. It's worth what somebody is willing to pay for it. And then, of course, the question becomes insurance. So you, you know, do you insure for the replacement cost value of the home, which you should. But the idea that the government will decide what Mar-a-Lago really costs, the government will decide what Trump Tower is really worth. The government will decide these things, not private people in, in, in the private real estate market, not banks, not purchasers, not sellers, not investors, the government. That's a leftist mindset. The control, the leftist central government control, they decide these things, and we don't like the prices that you uh, valued your property at, and even though the banks didn't care, and the insurers didn't care, we're still going to go after you now and call it fraud. How's it fraud? How's it fraud? It's not like he goes, hey, I need a mortgage on Mar-a-Lago, and the bank goes, this is a made-up property. A made-up property would be fraud. If I go to the bank and I say, I, I, uh, I need a loan on this house, it's, uh, it's, it's no, number one Main Street, and it doesn't exist, and the bank's too stupid to come out and do an appraisal and find out there's no real house there, yes, that's fraud, I've committed fraud. Or if it's a shack in the woods, and I, and I pretend it's a mansion, and the bank doesn't do an appraisal, I've committed fraud. But that's also because the bank did not do its due diligence. What is fr- Trump, how would he defraud anybody here by saying what the value of these of these, of these buildings are? They're worth whatever somebody wants to pay for them, period. That's life. That's real estate. That's how it works. Except if you're a leftist. The government control, the central government, the central planners, they will determine all this. So let's back up. So so this woman's running for the Attorney General of New York State, Letitia James. And even though the Constitution empowers the United States Congress... To make sure that the president does not have any uh, foreign interests or foreign businesses that would lead to bribery or other high crimes and misdemeanors. She says, I'll do it as the attorney general of New York. Once again, none of these, none of these claims by the state of New York have anything to do with foreign interests or foreign businesses. He's not accused of taking any bribes. He's not accused of making any money off of Ukraine or Russia or China or Romania. That's Joe Biden. But when you bring up that, they turn around and go, whoa, 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 what, what? Where's the evidence? So she tells John Katzamitis on his radio show at the time, <clears throat> quote: I really want to focus, obviously, on the challenges that we are facing now in this country. We've got a federal government which, unfortunately, is not monitoring our environment. We've got issues. Individuals want to roll back the clock of progress. She cited women's rights, immigration, housing discrimination, consumer fraud, and monitoring Wall Street as some of the issues she will take on if elected, and she also pointed out the need to restore some integrity and confidence in public service after a slew of corruption scandals in the state and city over the past decade. We need to make sure we reform government because public integrity is a major issue, she says. Okay, now knowing all that, let's talk about what happened today in New York. First of all, she goes on CNN today and vows that there will be justice in this case. She vows that there will be justice in the case against Donald J. Trump. And what is justice if you are Letitia James, obviously? What is justice? Well, here's the CNN report of uh, Trump in that, court today. Um,
4: we do expect him to testify. That's one of the reasons why he is inside that courtroom is he wanted to you know, defend his reputation, as he has been saying. We don't expect that to happen today or tomorrow. It's possible he might go back to court tomorrow, uh, but it's possible he will be back here next week because he is on that witness list. And he does want to testify, according to his attorneys. Quick thing to also mention, we heard Letitia James right outside this courthouse. Uh, I want to go to that sound right now to hear a full she had to say about this remarkable case that, I've heard. Oh, that is Hello, you? thank you
5: They're just seeing the setup, you're seeing the setup of uh, yes, Donald it's, Trump. it's a setup. She People was talking about the, the AG, uh, who came out and said, no one is above the law. It doesn't matter how much money you make or how much money you think you have made. She was very specific in the way she put that, because this whole case is about aggrandizing, about uh-huh. saying that you are worth more than you actually are. Which is oh what- no,
0: whoever does that in life, uh, every guy on a first date, for example, Keep going.
5: He is being sued over. Let's listen to this. We now have that for you. This is the the AG who's putting on this case right now, Letitia James.
1: Good morning, everyone. Donald Trump and the other defendants have committed persistent and repeated fraud. Last week we approved that in our motion for summary judgment. Today, uh, we will prove our other claims. My message is simple. No matter how powerful you are, no matter how much money you think you may have, no one is above the law. And it is my responsibility and my duty and my job to enforce it. The law is both powerful and fragile. And today in court, we will prove our case. I thank you all for being here. And again, justice will prevail. Thank you.
0: Trump called her a racist horror show, and she is a racist horror show. And what does any of this have to do with what she said when she ran, which is foreign business dealings? Nothing. It has nothing to do with it. Absolutely nothing. Here's some of uh, President Trump today outside, uh, during the, uh, the, the breaks between in the courthouse. And
4: I don't think the people of this country are going to stand for it. If I weren't leading in all the polls or if I weren't running... I wouldn't have any of these cases, I wouldn't be seeing you this morning, but I'll be seeing a lot of you because this is a horrible thing that's happening to our country and we've got to get it straightened away. So we'll go in and see our rogue judge and we'll listen to this man and uh, I think most people get it. People are getting it, I can tell you the voters getting it because every time they give me a fake indictment I go up in the polls and that's never happened before. But this is a disgrace, and you've got to go after this attorney general because she's turning off everybody from coming in. You know, I don't know if you should take a look at the outflow of business. Businesses are fleeing New York because of horrible, horrible attorney generals and judges like we have. They go to other places where they can be treated fairly and with respect. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. That's a representative. The banks got back their money. Again, there was never a default. There was never a problem. Everything was perfect. There was no crime. The crime is against me because we have a corrupt district attorney, but we have a corrupt attorney general.
0: Notice how, notice how the banks are not suing him. It's the state of New York. I mean, think about that for a moment. The banks get their money back. Banks make money on things. They take out loans and they make money. It's called interest. I know you know this. But sometimes banks take out riskier loans because they know that they're going to make money in the end or they might get the property in the end. None of the banks are suing Trump for fraud. This is the state of New York suing Trump for fraud. Just think about that because they got all their money back.
4: And it all comes down from the DOJ. They're totally coordinated. this in Washington because I'm leading. I'm the leading candidate. I'm leading Biden by 10 points. And I'm leading the Republicans by 50 and 60 points. That's pretty much, they say, over. I never accept that, but they say it's over. This has to do with election interference, plain and simple. They're trying to damage me so that I don't do as well as I'm doing in the election. Our country's gone to hell. We have a country that's in decline, serious decline. We have a man running our country who has no clue, doesn't know what he's doing. And you know it better than anybody because you have to cover him what they've done with open borders, what they've done with interest rates and taxes. It's a disgrace. So what we have here is an attempt to hurt me in an election. It's an attempt to hurt me in an election. This never happened before, where President of the United States leaves office and gets indicted. And the reason I got indicted was that I ran. If I didn't run, I'd be sitting right now at a beach like Biden does every time, even though he's supposed to be working. (laughs) So very simply put, it's a witch hunt, it's a disgrace. We have a corrupt attorney general in the state. You see how she does? This trial was railroaded and fast-tracked. This trial could have been brought years ago, but they waited till I was right in the middle of my campaign. The same with other trials and indictments. It's all run by DOJ, which is corrupt in Washington. Everything goes through them. They're all corrupt people. Frankly, our country is corrupt. And that's one of the reasons I'm running. We're gonna straighten it out. They have one property that's worth anywhere from 50 to 100 times what this judge put down as a value. Put down a value, $18 million, and the property's probably worth, could be anywhere from 50 to 100 times more than that. And a lot of those numbers could even be low. We have other properties, the same thing. So he devalued everything. I didn't even put in.
0: You know, <clears throat> that's, that's the other point, too. It, it's, it's, it's worth, again, like I said, whatever someone is willing to pay for it. That's the bottom line. It's worth whatever someone is willing to pay for it. And in this case, you know as well as I do, I think Mar-a-Lago as a club is a whole lot more worth than Mar-a-Lago as a residence. But well, it's it's beside the point. I mean, this is fraud. I've been to Mar-a-Lago. It's an amazing place. It's a historic, epic place with big ballrooms and pools and and and, and cabins, cabanas right by the seaside. It, it's gorgeous. Eighteen million bucks, please. There are homes in New Jersey that are going for eighteen million dollars. There was a there was a, a house in New Jersey went for a record ten million dollars. A little shack, oceanfront shack on the Jersey Shore, ten million bucks. You're telling me Mar-a-Lago is only worth eight million dollars more than that? It's a teardown. They're going to tear. People are going to come in and tear it down and build a massive beach house. But ten million bucks it went for. So is that fraud? No. It's called the marketplace. Here's a little more Trump from today.
4: Okay. Thank you very much. This is a continuation of the single greatest witch hunt of all time. We have a rogue judge who rules that properties are worth a tiny fraction one one hundred a tiny fraction of what they actually are. We have a racist attorney general who's a horror show, who ran on the basis that she was going to get Trump before she even knew anything about me. She used this to run for governor. She failed in her attempt to run for governor. She had virtually no polling. She came back and she said, well, now I'll go back to get Trump again. And this is what we have. It's a scam, it's a sham. Just so you know, my financial statements are phenomenal. They are actually less in terms of the numbers used than the actual net worth. The actual net worth is substantially more. No bank was affected. No bank was hurt. They don't even know why they have to be involved. And they've so testified. They can't believe that they're involved because they were paid back on time. There were no defaults. There were no problems. And it was like a perfect client. In the meantime, people are being murdered all over the sidewalks of New York. There was no victim here. The banks were represented by the best, biggest, most prestigious law firms in the state of New York, actually in the country. Some of the biggest and best law firms, in all cases, the biggest and best law firms. That's who represented them. The banks got back their money. Again, there was never a default. There was never
0: there was never a default and the banks got back their money but you know that you know how the judge begins today the judge begins today by laughing at trump in court that's how that's how the judge began today the judge laughs as trump takes his seat in court i mean this is just you can't make this up here
6: all about um, I, I think he purposely and and very appropriately made his voice heard. And as we look at this this image of the judge, I've never seen anything more inappropriate in my life of, of this judge uh, being you know s- uh, smiling like the cat that got the canary here um, because he his political wish has come true. Uh, So far for this case, but this is a legally baseless order that he has already entered. We know what he's going to do after the fact. It's going to be more uh, legally baseless arguments
2: and and, uh, uh, decisions from this judge that I am confident that at the end of the day will be reversed. They will be reversed
0: because there is no victim. That's the key. There's no victim in this case. Nobody got screwed over here, except Trump, because she's getting screwed over by the state of New York. And again, where where's the foreign interference to foreign dealings, the president making money off foreign entities, which, of course, the state of New York's attorney general is not empowered by the Constitution to have any oversight of the president of the United States over. But where is it? Anyway, it doesn't exist. Bottom line, period. All right. We got a lot more to come. The border is wide open. The governor of New York admits it. And why should we care more about our border? We should be caring about Ukraine's border. That's the message of the neocons in the White House. We'll be right
2: back
3: The only show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the Free Odyssey app.
0: The border's wide open, but listen, you should care way more about Ukraine's border and not the United States of America's border, okay? Otherwise, you are a Russian stooge. Got it? Good. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. It is our fourth and final hour on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Great to be with you. Karine Jean-Pierre, the White House press fembot today coming out and saying uh, just as much. Listen, Ukraine's border is the is the issue here. That's what you got to worry about. Ukraine's border. That Speaker McCarthy
5: made repeatedly on Face the Nation yesterday was that he wants any additional funds for Ukraine tied to uh, congressional action on border security. Is that something that the White House would consider supporting for a vote on Ukraine funding? So, look,
1: I think the American people are fed up. They're fed up of the political games, the political stunts. They're fed up with their money going to Ukraine. On our national security and also our government. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah. So don't worry about you. Do, don't worry about our. Listen, please don't worry about our border. Worry about Ukraine's border. That's what the president said. That's what the president said yesterday. He came out and he said something to the effect of. And we played it earlier on the show. I'm not going to play it again. But we cannot enter enter and excuse me. We cannot under any circumstances allow America's support for Ukraine to be interrupted under any circumstances, he says. Give me a break. The governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, was on Face the Nation yesterday with uh, Margaret uh, Brennan, and she talked about the fact that the border is wide open. The, the amazing part about this, though, is that she's blaming Republicans for the wide open border. She's blaming Republicans. We talk about this on Friday. That you want to seal the border? You can seal the border tomorrow. You want to stop this flow? You stop the flow. Done. But it's Republicans who are just politicizing. I want to ask you as
1: well about the other crisis you've been raising alarms about, and that is um, the strain due to migrants. Um, there were no border provisions in this congressional bill that just passed. And I know you've said you've had to manage without help from Washington. What would you ask Congress to get done in the next 45 days? Well, shame on Speaker McCarthy and the Republicans in Congress, including the nine from New York State who are complaining like crazy about the migrants, but refuse to work with President Biden and come up with a sensible border strategy. It can be done. This can be done in a bipartisan way, comprehensive immigration reform. What specifically borders, do you want? Numbers people can commit. Well, we want them to have a limit on who can come across the border. It is too open right now. Uh, People coming from all over the world. So have
0: the president reinstate Title 42. Boom. Done. There you go. Done. You got you got mask mandates coming back in hospitals. There's a hospital system in our area. Uh, I think it's RWJ Barnabas. They just put masks back in. All right. So COVID numbers are on the rise. So have the president put Title 42 back in place. There are so many things that could be done immediately to stop the flow at the border. But somehow it's Republicans' fault because Republicans are politicizing the crisis? Give me a freaking break, Of
1: ...are finding their way through, simply saying they need asylum, and the majority of them seem to be ending up in the streets of New York, and that is a real problem for New York City. 125,000 newly arrived individuals, and we are being taxed. Now, we are always so proud of the fact that New York... Has the Statue of Liberty in our harbor? We we are but, one of the most diverse places but, on earth because of our welcoming nature and our it's in our DNA to welcome immigrants. But there has to be some limits in place, and Congress has to put more controls at the border and not in this budget threat, shutdown right. threat. Talk about eliminating positions for border patrol when we actually need to double or quadruple those numbers. So get back to work and do your jobs, Governor. Good luck.
0: Oh, good luck, Governor. Good luck. Good luck, okay? Did anybody pull the fire alarm yet? Anybody pull the fire alarm and stop the show? Not yet? So, so that, that idiot, Jamal Bowman, you know, the guy who pulled the fire alarm, and of course should go to prison, he should be charged with interfering with Congress, interfering with a congressional proceeding, which of course is a federal offense, exactly what they've charged Trump and so many of the January 6th defendants with. This cat pulls the fire alarm In the middle of all this, and he's like, "I don't understand what the what the problem is. What's the big deal? What? It was a fire alarm. I I mean, it was an accident. I everybody does this all
5: the Uh, time." You know, I don't know why this has gotten so much attention. Right. I was literally just in a rush to go vote, man. That's all it
2: was. Mm-hmm. Are you afraid of any repercussions, either from leadership or from legally? I, I, I mean,
5: listen, I take responsibility for what I did, you know. But like I said, I was in a rush to go vote, and uh, you know, the investigation will, will, will sort everything else out.
2: Uh, have you talked to Jeffries
5: about it? Oh yeah, of course. Stayed on, yes. How was that conversation? Well,
2: I got to keep that between me and the leader, so I'm mm-hmm.
5: not going to share that publicly. Yeah, oh. we've been in touch with each other.
0: He knows that this is a freaking lie, but, you know, he's going to cover for me, of course, obviously. I mean, it's just I just pulled the fire alarm in the middle of a proceeding to stop the proceeding. What's the big deal? It's not like it's a federal offense. Oh, wait, it is. Oh, you mean that's what they're charging Trump with? Oh, oh, that's what they're going after January 6th defendants with. Oh, 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 but I was in a rush. Oh, well, if you are to rush, that's different, right? And here's NBC. You know, the Republicans are going to keep this fire alarm story alive as long as possible, you understand.
1: And a quick question about Jamal Bowman, because he did acknowledge triggering a fire alarm in the cannon building. He said he did it to rush to the floor for the vote, but he was accused, widely accused. And there is, I believe, an, uh, an investigation going on by security as to whether he did it to delay a vote when yes, they were trying yeah. to you know when when hakeem jeffries was filibustering to try to figure out the strategy on that, that late
5: move uh, what do we know right i mean this all happened saturday when this- what we
1: know is that
0: this guy was interfering with a congressional proceeding which is a federal offense a highly indictable federal offense apparently the worst thing you can ever do on planet earth Go ahead.
5: vote was getting rushed to the floor. Democrats had asked for 90 minutes even to consider this 70-page bill. They weren't given that. Hakeem Jeffries was using his ability as leader to extend time on the floor, basically the House version of a filibuster, to buy time. Bowman was on his way to the floor. He says he pulled this fire alarm thinking it would open this door in one of the House office buildings that was locked. Look, there are some doors in the office buildings that are open during the week and locked on the weekends. It is possible he was confused, possible. as he claims. Right. Republicans think this was all a stall tactic, a stunt, if you will, to try to delay things. There will be an investigation, Andrea. It's hard to see how it could be conclusive. Uh, but Republicans want to make this, uh, they want they want to kind of see how far they can, they can run the trail on this here. So we have not heard the last about uh, fire alarm gate uh, from this weekend. Stay tuned there.
1: Could it get any crazier up there on the Hill?
5: Don't tempt it. Don't tempt it, Andrea. I'm sure it could. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> I should not mention that. Thank yeah, you so yeah, much, Gary, right. okay. for covering
0: it okay. all. And All right. So here's the statement from this genius. Ready? Uh, this is his actual statement. I, will, I want to personally clear up confusion surrounding today's events. Today, as I was rushing to make a vote, I came to a door that is usually open for votes. But today was not open. I'm embarrassed to admit that I activated the fire alarm, mistakenly thinking it would open the door. I regret this and sincerely apologize for any confusion this caused. You know, you're not allowed to yell fire in a crowded movie theater. You're not allowed to push the fire alarm in a congressional proceeding, for the record. But I want to be very clear, this was not me in any way trying to delay any vote. It was the exact opposite. I was trying urgently to get through a vote, which I ultimately did, and joined my colleagues in a bipartisan effort to keep our government open. I also met after the vote with the sergeant-at-arms and the Capitol Police at their request and explained what had happened. My hope is that no one will make more of this than it was. I am working hard every day, including today, to do my job, to do it well, and to deliver for my constituents. So get over it, people. Get over with the fact that I got caught interfering with a congressional uh, proceeding. I'm the biggest idiot. I'm an idiot. I mean, I saw fire alarm and I pulled it. That's basically what his, idiot, what his defense is. I'm a moron. I, 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 thought it says, I thought it said door open. It turns out it says fire alarm. Uh, <laughs> the door marked emergency exit is one I usually take to get to votes. And I thought pulling this red box that said fire would open it. Yeah, no, no, that happens all the time. That all that of duh I mean, obviously, obviously. And, and, and all this is about, of course, is that the uh, Uniparty in Washington wants more funding for Ukraine. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's about Ukraine. It's about more money for Ukraine.
7: I have very good news for the country. Yes. Democrats and Republicans have come to an agreement and the government will remain open. Phew. We will have avoided a shutdown. Thank God. Bipartisanship, which has been the trademark of the Senate, has prevailed. And the American people can breathe a sigh of relief. But this is a bridge CR... And, and by away. the way,
0: I was I was not breathing all weekend, were you? I was holding my breath all weekend. And then when I heard Schumer say that I said, "Oh, what a sigh of relief. I can take a sigh of relief now. The government's open today." And they clown they really they're clowns is what they are. They're freaking clowns. Oh, sorry. You can still, you still go back to let's go back Majority to this recognize- Sorry. I
7: have very good news. State I have very North good the news. The Senate has prevailed and the American people can breathe a sigh of relief. But this is a bridge CR, and Leader McConnell and I have agreed to continue fighting for more economic and security aid for Ukraine. You're the same person. We support Ukraine's efforts to defend its sovereignty against Putin's aggression. So thank you, thank you to my colleagues on both sides of the aisle for their excellent work. The bipartisanship here in the Senate Set the tone for today's result, and I hope it sets the tone for the future. Yield the floor.
0: Bipartisan support, don't you get it? The bipartisan support of the Uniparty, making sure they care more about Ukraine's border than our own. 855 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. More to come on our Monday night, fourth and final hour. Don't go away.
3: Thanks for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the Odyssey app.
0: The war down the shore. Yes, that is the cover of Philadelphia magazine. The war down the shore about, you bet, wind turbines. Will wind power save the shore or ruin it forever? The biggest battle at the shore these days isn't over unruly teens, but over a wind power project that's pitting green energy supporters against folks who think the only thing turbines will do is spoil a perfectly good beach. You, you can already tell, the I mean, Philly Mag is a typical lefty bias, uh, Victor Fiorillo being really the only exception, but you, you can already tell by the way he's phrasing this. Green energy supporters, that's a positive, against folks who think the only thing turbines will do is spoil a perfectly good beach. So in other words, that's all, that's all the opposition is. It's not dead whales, not dead dolphins. It's not bringing in useless energy that you then have to transfer at a transfer station to make it, And too high voltage. It's not about helping China. It's nothing. But it's just folks who think a perfectly good beach will be spoiled. There was a whale on the beach of Ocean City, black and white, of average height and stocky build. Its mouth was agape, revealing a set of pointy white teeth. It was a warm summer day in July, and the beach was packed as tight as a mosh pit. At the shoreline, people stood together in a row, watching the creature before them. Technically speaking, the creature wasn't a whale. It was a human dressed as one, wearing a full-body costume. It was a local real estate agent named Rich Barrel, and he was shouting about a matter of great importance, Stop the windmills. So you see how they already begin this? They already begin this by saying, Well, the people that want to stop the windmills, they're kooky. They dress up like whales. Now, they could have actually talked about actual dead whales, and dead dolphins in the opening paragraph, but instead it's like, oh, 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 these silly people with their silly opposition. Such children in their whale costumes. He was among the more dedicated protesters on the beach, but there were hundreds in all, stretching from a wooded pier to a rusted drainpipe. American flags rippled in the breeze. Ah, you know what that means. MAGA, white supremacist, domestic extremists, terrorists, Obviously. Many protesters wore white t-shirts reading Stop the Wind Farms, a message from Protect Our Coast, a small nonprofit that cropped up in the past year uh, to oppose the, the construction of giant offshore wind turbines, which the protesters claimed would destroy the Jersey Shore, both for the humans who enjoy going to the beach there and for the wildlife living in the ocean. If you haven't been tuned into the minutia of Shore Politics... This scene could seem a little confusing. By all scientific accounts, the Jersey Shore has already been highly affected by climate change and sea level rise. According to a Rutgers University report, sea level there has risen 18 inches over the past century, more than double the global average. The devastation of Hurricane Sandy isn't a distant memory, even if you don't believe in climate change, as one sign on the beach pointedly scare quoted it. It's increasingly difficult to argue with the reality on the ground. Sunny day floods in Atlantic City, for instance, have swelled from less than once a year average in the 1950s to eight times a year this century more than 20,000 homes where the combined 13 billion have become newly at risk of frequent flooding since the 1980s figures that are only projected to rise so you already obviously know where the author begins he's he's, he's all in on climate change he's obviously all in on the wind turbines there's no debate here otherwise you're just an american flag waving uh clown in a whale costume In this context, offshore wind might not sound like such a bad idea. Democratic Governor King Philip the Unaccountable, his royal rugness, has pledged to produce 11,000 megawatts of wind energy by 2040. By the way, bravo to the Philadelphia Magazine for giving him his proper title. Oh, just kidding. Uh, Chris Christie was an early offshore wind supporter. That's right. And you got to wonder, too, who the wind people are paying for consulting. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just saying. All the money. A poll taken near the end of his term in 2017 found that 75% of New Jersey residents supported offshore wind development along the coast. For most of the past two decades, wind power hasn't been a particularly contentious issue. Oh, until so why, why not? Oh, I know why. Because dead whales and dolphins started happening. And then suddenly, it became a contentious issue. You know why it became a contentious issue? Because whales and dolphins started dying. And you know why they started dying? Because of the wind project. That's why. That's why that's what happened. You know this, and I know this. But, I mean, the the truth of the matter is, and we can talk about this all day, if you don't give a damn about whales and dolphins, if you don't care, well, then there you go. You're going to ignore all that. In Ocean City, the community against uh, Ocean Wind 1, a project to be built by the Danish corporation Orsted, by the time of its expected completion in 2026, they write, Ocean Wind's 98 turbines, 15 miles offshore, BS, it's going to be closer, will power an estimated 500,000 homes and at 1,100 megawatts constitute the largest offshore wind development in the country. Hey, out out of curiosity, how much are we paying for that? How much are we paying 906 feet taller than the Washington Monument. Taller than Ocean Casino. They'll be faintly visible on the clearest of days, says Orsted's uh, hack. But visual simulations show them appearing like rows of birthday candles on the glistening horizon. Anti-wind groups have taken this and run with it, putting up billboards with the message stop offshore wind. Obviously. Obviously. But you know the thing about this, too, which what's amazing about this whole thing is that still they have not gotten into the dead whales and dolphins until now. A couple paragraphs in. Then the whales started washing up on shore. Now, I have not read this article fully yet. I'm going to make a prediction. But they say there's no evidence the whales are dying because of the wind turbines. How much you want to bet? You want to bet me? Again, I haven't read this. I'm being honest with you, of course. I'm always honest with you. I can't do a show for four hours a day not be honest with you. So I'm, g- I'm going to be honest with you. But. Then the whales started washing up on shore. 36 in all since 2020. Which the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration says is part of an unknown mortality event that's been going on since 2016. Suddenly, more and more people started paying attention to the wind turbines. And for this newly activated group, there was nothing unknown about it. Offshore wind was killing the whales. Their main claim Unsupported by any scientific evidence is that sonar from pre-construction surveying of the ocean disorients the whales, leading them to get trapped in fishing nets or struck by boats. In other words, Philadelphia Magazine proving what an absolute leftist piece of garbage. And you know what they link to? The New Jersey Environmental Protection Agency. The link that has in, in in red, no scientific evidence, links to dep.nj.gov. Now, what do you think the Department of Energy in New Jersey is going to say? The Department of uh, Environmental Protection, I mean. This is King Philip the Unaccountable's Environmental Protection Agency. And they, like, like NOAA and some of the other government agencies with the part and parcel from the whistleblowers, they're all lying. They're all lying about this because they want this to occur. They want this to happen. So they're all... Full of crap. There is no scientific evidence. Says who? We say it. Who's we? Uh, the people at the institute say it. That's their link. Unsupported by any scientific evidence. Because any evidence that actually shows this, like Michael Schellenberger's documentary, which highlights how the sonar mapping is absolutely disorienting the whales and dolphins and driving them crazy, is ignored. And and the lies continue. The federal government's lying, the state government's lying, the, the, the corporate media's lying. Lately, the anti-wind cohort has grown more organized. Facebook pages have morphed into real-life community groups. Three different local nonprofits, stretching from Ocean City to LBI, have filed lawsuits in a bid to tie or set up long enough that the project becomes economically unfeasible. Republican Congressman Jeff Van Drew who as recently was the co-chair of the offshore wind caucus in Congress, seems to have sensed a shift in the prevailing political winds and has jumped into the fray, holding hearings and likening the wind developers' behavior to communism, which sure doesn't sound good, they write. 30 shore mayors, 30 shore mayors, have signed a letter opposing. You would think they would care. Elected officials in Cape May County have stonewalled this. Fox News has taken note, running one segment with the succession-esque Chiron. Green New Deal wind farms are killing off whales. This is, again, the goal here of Philadelphia Magazine is to mock the opposition, tie them into big oil, of course, that they're all just being this. And if you oppose this, like a small business owner from Collingswood or Collegeville, uh, who described the project as a money grab and really corrupt, then you're then you're a nut. If you oppose this, if you're a mayor, if you're a county official, if you're a congressman, you're a nut. You're on the take for big oil, and there's no evidence, and blah 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 blah. Philadelphia Magazine. I mean, I'm not surprised. It's a it's a it's a piece of garbage. It's, you know, the magazine's good for it, maybe if you want to find out where a restaurant is. Although I, I don't I don't I don't buy any of that nonsense either. To be honest with you, and when critics get to eat for free at places, I, I tend to not believe them. Michael Schellenberger's documentary about the winds and what they're doing to the to the whales is a must see for everybody and it is something that y- you know and I know is going to be ignored by the corporate media it's going to be completely ignored by the corporate media there's nothing nothing that You can say that is going to change that reality because the corporate media believes climate change is the greatest existential threat of our time. And so, any evidence that shows that the windmills are killing the dolphins is going to be completely ignored. That's a damn shame. There's no one advocating for them. Anyone who advocates for them is just a kook in a whale costume. A kook in a whale costume. Thrown to the wind is Michael Schoenberger's documentary. I highly recommend you watch it. I'd like to do a screening of it at some point. I think it'll be really good to do. Um, but you know it it it, it, it doesn't it matters because we're fighting it, and that's what we got to keep doing. We got to keep fighting it. We, we cannot let these people win. We can't let these people win because if we do, we're going to regret it. And then, when the Jersey Shore is completely destroyed, when the whales and the dolphins are absolutely dying because of this, and an entire species of whale known as the right whale is dead, gone, extinct forever, we'll have only ourselves to blame. But you know what? Let me play for you. This is the we have the trail. This is the trailer of the documentary. I think it's excellent to hear. Thrown to the wind.
4: Never said, that is the boat. Let's bring it to a dead start. I saw another whale had washed up. It's becoming a pattern. Is it the windmills? Is it the pounding of the seafloor? How many whales is it going to take?
1: There aren't many places where the North Atlantic right whale can go. It's destined to extinction.
4: It sounds like they're like to
1: on a wild drive. What the United States is looking at is thousands of wind turbines in an area that our whales, our dolphins, our marine life, where they live, where they migrate, where they breed. It's only when they started going into the wind lease areas that we believe that the whales are dying.
5: So those red dots are whale deaths. Precisely. What a scandal.
0: It's absolutely a scandal. Have a great rest of your night tonight. The great one, Mark Levin, is up next. We'll have a lot more to say, of course, tomorrow from 3 until 7. In the meantime, keep the conversation going on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Thank you for listening.
3: Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 till 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app.